You're listening to The Hero of the Story, presented by The Gospel Project. The Hero of the Story helps you study and teach the story of redemption from all Scripture. Now join your hosts, Aaron Armstrong and Brian Dembozik. Hey guys, I'm Aaron, the brand manager for The Gospel Project, and with me today is Brian Dembozik, our managing editor. Brian, how you doing? I am doing fine today. It's been, a, it's been a fine day, Aaron. It's been a fine day. Okay, that's good. That almost sounded believable. Fantastic. <laughs> good job. Um, <laughs> well, how about how how's your day been? Uh, you know, it's it's been a day, um, but you know, every day has its ups and downs. It sounds like we have a a shared view of today. I think so. I think so. But you know what? We're gonna be okay exactly. because the Lord is the Lord is good to us all yeah. the time. And he will make even our even our less than great days a little bit more. To, he will use those days to make us a little bit more like Jesus. And it's getting better now because we get to sit down together and talk about gospel centrality with our listeners today. Yeah, so we do. So this is a good moment. This is in our this is the in our day of our day right yeah. now. So guys, thank you for being a part of the best part of what we're doing today. Yes, thank um, you. Yes. So, so you know, I, I just mentioned the listeners, and we actually got our first. Topic request from one of our listeners, which we is did. really exciting. It's yes. super psyched. I'm super psyched about yeah. this. So uh, uh, somebody who follows us on Twitter uh, sent a private message asking, basically, hey, we're going through our Read Through the Bible in a Year program. Many of us are. Um, at least many of us are still trying to do that. This is We're mm-hmm. near the tail end of February, early March as we're recording this. And this is usually where a lot of people have petered out. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, if they didn't, if they, if they even made, if they didn't make it past, if they made it to June, January 4th, now is, is, is typically the time when. Yeah. Well, and, and we know the reason is, and this is what Emily asked about. We know yeah. there are two main reasons. One, as people, we get so excited about this. It's new. We're going to start this new year right. We're going to be in the word of God. We're going to pray for two hours each day. Yep. Uh, and, and we go gung-ho and then life gets in the way. And of course that peters out because we can't survive on that emotionalism. That's right. But the second thing that makes it so hard is... That when you're reading through, especially if you just read through straight through the Bible, starting in Genesis, go straight through Revelation, you get very quickly to some really hard books to keep engaged in. And she mentioned mm-hmm. specifically Leviticus. And yep. I'm going through a read through the Bible in a year. I'm going through George Guthrie's reading plan, though, the oh, chronological. Nice. Yes. Um, so we've already done done Job, for example. Yeah. Um, I'm in numbers right now. And I feel her because it is challenging when you're when you're hearing or reading four or five chapters that honestly make your eyes start to glaze over a little yeah i mean and it so, is it's tough yeah it's tough so so emily's question and aaron i want you to speak on this first is how can we continue to read through and find enjoyment not just survive but find enjoyment and meaning and value in what we're reading in scripture specifically the cumbersome parts of the law. Yeah. Well, and th- and that is tough because I mean, admittedly, I mean, if you just listen to a little bit of Leviticus chapter three, if his fellowship offering is a fellow, or if his offering is a fellowship sacrifice, and he's presenting an animal from the herd, whether male or female, he is to present one without blemish before the Lord. Lord, he's to lay his hand on on the on the head of his offering and slaughter it at the entrance of the tent of meeting. Then Aaron's sons, the priests, will spatter the blood on all sides of the altar, and it goes on from there and gives painstaking details about everything that is to be done with this sacrifice. And you see this in 
Um, you see this all through through Leviticus. You see it through many portions of Numbers. You see it restated in Deuteronomy. Mm-hmm. You see it first in Exodus as well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you have that with the the construction of the tabernacle. Yeah. It, and you get bogged in there. It some. is painstakingly yeah. detailed. And so, I mean, I can understand why people can, you know, can get kind of can get kind of tuckered out, and because it's hard. It's hard to read that stuff because we don't worship in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there, so there's not a connection, a natural connection point for us. Um, it is, it, it feels very distant of all the places in scripture. Um, but to that point of, so how do we learn to delight in this? How do and, we and, learn to love Leviticus? And of course, find the gospel in it. And, and most, yeah, exactly. And that's actually the key is yes. to find the gospel in it. And because you can. You really, really can. And this sounds like a bit of a cheat um, in a couple of ways, but you'll, but you'll find out why I say that in a minute. But, I mean, there's a, there, before I get there, there's a couple of key things that um, we, need to, we need to be aware of. In the, in the book of Leviticus, it's not, simply, um, it's not simply rules for how we are, for how God's people at that time were to live. So... Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I we make so people tease a lot about mixed fabrics, polycotton blends, yes. and stuff like that, which um, you know, picking and choosing and shellfish and stuff like that. Um, there's a lot of unfortunately, um, what can come across as a bit strawmanish yes. ways of approaching it, and um, when people are negatively speaking of the law, and and that's not fair. So so please do not hear us doing anything like that. Um, instead, what we want you to see is, is we want you, like when we look at Leviticus um, specifically, but we look at the law more broadly. Um, the first thing that we should see is, is the preciseness of God. Yeah. Um, and that's and and that's an incredible thing, and that has both um, positives for us and negative implications for us as well um on the on the on the positive side it's this this intricate attention attentiveness to to detail in um in the in the world that god has made in general we see that we see that prior to in creation and it but it shows that he is intimately involved um with his people in their lives and in this world. Um, theologians would use the term um, imminence to describe this interaction um, with uh, between God and his creation, that he is he because he is intimately involved, he is present, he cares about these things. That's something that we need to see and that we need to be thankful for. Um, the the other piece of this is, is that on, on that same positive side, is, is that God it is really just that God cares about his people being different from the world. There's a missional aspect to this mm-hmm. that, um, and that was what was intended in the law in its role as a, you know, as a, as a uh, tutor, as a, as a tutor, as a yeah. schoolmaster, as a, as a guardian for God's people waiting as they waited for, for the greater thing to be revealed. Um, so there, so there's that piece of it there. So, um, but. so what we 
what we need the fight to understand, especially, mm. and, and it's hard as we're reading it. We, yeah. Aaron, you and I, we, we tend to be very real um, and we don't want to gloss over and, and over-spiritualize, hyper-spiritualize things. Yeah. So, we, I mean, we're together on this. It's hard to read those chapters in Leviticus and so oh, forth. Oh, it is. So what we have to do though, and this is what we've talked before on the podcast, <laughs> that we're not oriented toward the gospel, oriented toward moralism and, sin and self. Yes. And so we have to fight, just as we have to fight for gospel centrality in other areas, we have to fight for gospel centrality as we read through those more difficult, uh, cumbersome passages yeah. and find beauty in the very thing that trips us up. We Thanks. find beauty in God's intricate, precise details, knowing that that's the character of the God who loves us and cares for us and holds us providentially in his hand. Yeah. The same God who cares about how the fabric is sewn for the tabernacle, the same God who prescribes very precise details of the sacrificial system cares that much more deeply about our lives. And so we, we find beauty in the one thing, the same thing. Yeah. That we say, oh my goodness, do I really need to know all these details? Yeah, exactly, exactly. So that's the uh, the first positive thing, and so that's the, that's the positive thing that, yes. we, that we talk about. You know, there is that reality that there is a negative connotation to these. There, there is a weightiness to yes. them. Is maybe is maybe the better thing to say. Not so much negative. It's just they press upon us yeah. a reality that we are not holy people by nature yeah that the demands of the law are incredibly precise yeah the demands of holiness are so intricately detailed and so particular that what it should draw make us realize is this is impossible for a yes. human being to follow and right. because the truth is it is impossible. In our pride, though, we we think we it can be possible. We I, I'm guilty of this. We tend oh, to absolutely. think of ourselves as pretty good people. I'm better than those other guys down the street, at least. Right. And so when we go to the law. We go with that that baggage on our hearts and our minds. And so it's a slap in the face. Yeah. For our good to say no, 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 no. You think you're good? No, no, no. Let no, me no. show you. This let me is, show you how. Let me yeah. show you what holiness looks like. Let me show you what uh, it looks like to be right with me and how impossible this is. Your goodness, as we see in scripture, is filthy rags. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, I remember so, um, when I was in college, I had an alarm clock. Remember the old school alarm clocks with the two little bells? You wind it up, had the face. And, yes, I and do the little, remember those. Little butt. Well, yeah. It broke. And so one day I was bored because, you know, I'm a freshman in college. And what else do you do? You fix your broken alarm clock. Yeah. So I took off. I remember the back had many different screws, probably a dozen little screws. And I took it all off without a problem. And actually, if I remember correctly, I fixed it. Mm. Problem was, is when I was putting that backpack on, because of the way the springs or something, I could never get all those screws to tighten, mm -hmm. and I, I just couldn't do it. I had to throw it away. And to me, that is a story that reminds me of what we're talking about here, that, that it's this impossible task, and I could get maybe one or two, but then the number of them and just the way it was, I yeah. could not put it back together. I failed, and I had to just give up and throw it out. Right. And that's what the law speaks to me. Mm -hmm. It's like, man, you think you're good in this area? You, you think you're, you've got your arms around this area? No, let me, let me be real with you, Brian, and let me show you how fallen and sinful you really are and remind you of your desperate need for Christ, that you weren't just maimed in sin, you weren't just hindered by sin, you were dead in sin, helpless and hopeless, and you had to rely fully on me. Right. Well, and it's it's interesting that you put it that way because that's very uh, Sermon on the Mount 
ish of you because i mean that was jesus point when he starts doing some comparison he starts playing some comparison games with people who are trying to earn their own righteousness they're saying you you think you're right with god because you haven't stolen anything well if you've coveted something in your heart guess what you've stolen it exactly if you haven't committed adultery well bully for you if you've if you've fantasized about someone else um Yep. yep. <laughs> Sorry. It's just as bad. If you've hated someone, even if you haven't killed them, you've murdered them in your heart. So Jesus' point is um, not to get too, you know, not to put too fine a point on it, but he's like, you can't, even if you think you can observe the outside parts, you're still going to fail. And, and what was fascinating there is he focused on the second table of the Ten Commandments, which we would argue is the easier table to uphold. Yep. He didn't even get to the first table. No. Well, and I mean, you know, Augustine, uh, the, you know, the, the fourth century bishop, he was, um, fourth, fifth century bishop, he was, he was just like, you, he's like, no, if you break one, you break them all. Exactly. You're always breaking the first commandment. He got that from James. Absolutely, he did. Um, well, that's because it's it's biblical. So exactly. Um, so 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 there's there's two things. The other key. So let's let's go back to one other thing that gets us because um, we've we've touched on on the gospel piece of, the piece of this a little bit, but let's get a little more. Yeah, let's drive that home. Intricate. So um, so the 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 thing is that. Um, one of the secrets of learning to love a book like Leviticus is to understand that scripture actually speaks to what that, um, what, um, like how to, how to read it through a gospel, gospel Mm -hmm. lens. And it does that through the book of Hebrews. Mm -hmm. Um, the book of Hebrews, the whole point of of that book is Jesus is better. And it's intentionally show the, the, the author of of that book or the, the preacher who was preaching it, depending on, on what interpretation of what kind of book that is. Um, what they would say is, um, like what they do through this whole book is they show how Jesus is better than, um, any other kind of revelation. He's because he's the supreme revelation of God. He's the exact imprint of God's nature and character because he is God, um, in like in flesh, he is God who became man, who entered into his creation to reveal himself most completely that is a big deal so he's better than angels he's better than you know he's better than any priesthood Um, he's better than prophets he's better than you know um you know peter makes that same point this is a little bit of a tangent but he says that we have something better than prophets and you know things because we have the word of god um and he's speaking of the the written word which reveals christ yeah um but in hebrews he goes through and he starts pointing he the this person who is the the unknown author is saying jesus is better than the law jesus is is more like jesus is the one who fulfills the law yes. this all of these things and and that's the lens that we should read leviticus through not as something to trudge through but as something as with a spirit of thanksgiving to say this is what these are the requirements that Jesus met exactly. on my behalf. This, the, this is the righteousness that he gives me by faith that God says that I have in him. That, and that changes everything yes. about how we read Leviticus, how we, how we study it. We can love it. 
because we see how Christ loved us by yeah. fulfilling it for us. So as we know, uh, you know, we we have to keep that bigger story in mind as we're reading any part of scripture and this is especially true as you were just saying Aaron that we have to, you know, it kind of take as I like to say you take the helicopter up for a, a larger view and you remind yourself or you let the Holy Spirit remind you more precisely that mm-hmm. hey, what we're reading here is on one hand, it's God saying, I've not given up on you, even though you're so sinful, even though you have rebelled against me, I'm, I I'm want to make a way um, that foreshadowed the way for you to be right with me and, and maintain relationship. And so as we read that, we are reminded, we have to, again, we have to fight this into our hearts and minds. Mm-hmm. What I'm reading here is God saying, I'm not giving up on you. I'm, I'm making, I want to be in relationship with you. I'm giving you a way to do that. And most importantly, most beautifully, most profoundly, I'm giving you this picture of Christ who will come, who will be the perfect sacrifice. You're reading about sacrifices. You're going to be tired of making these sacrifices year in and year out. I'm giving you the one and for all sacrifice to come. And you're reading about all these acts of obedience. I'm going to give you the one, as you just said, I'm going to give you the one who will live completely obedient, obediently and give you his righteousness. Mm-hmm. And you will, right now, you're stressing about how to obey me and live right with me. And one day, one day on the other side of the cross, we will experience, we experience today yeah. what it means to be righteous before God. He has not dismissed those requirements. They've been fulfilled by Christ, and we receive that. So to take that step back, remember the bigger gospel story, and let the, the chill bumps come over you as you're reading the minutia of the law and finding beauty in it. Amen. Ryan, that is a great place Damn. for us to, lap, to, to wind up our, our conversation. Yeah. Hey, Emily, uh, Emily, thank you yeah. so much. This was awesome. Um, yeah. So, guys, um, as you can see, we're, we're paying attention. We, we want to hear from you. If you've got an idea for, if you've got a question, you have something you want us to talk about on this show specifically, um, please do uh, send us a direct message um, or just, or publicly yeah. messages us too. You can do that um, on Twitter using, uh, connecting either via the Gospel Projects um, a Twitter handle at gospel underscore project you can also send it to either brian or i directly too yep. we'll, we'll take a look and we'll we'll read it and um and undoubtedly we'll get to it so you can do that uh, i'm at at aaron strongarm and brian yours is i believe it's at dembo 12 is that what it is no it's at brian dembo is it brian dembo okay it's at brian dembo i don't i don't tweet yeah. myself that's true that's true so it's like my own phone number. It's hard for me to remember Absolutely. my own phone number. Absolutely. We're not going to ask you to say your phone number on the podcast. No. No. I will give you, I will give out your phone number and say it's mine. <laughs> Call anytime. Yeah. Um, we could do that. It's it's just like how so we. At, at Brian Dembo. Okay. Yes, thank you for letting Brian me. Brian Dembo. Thank you yeah. for letting me know what my Twitter You're handle welcome. is. You're welcome. You're welcome. So I wasn't sure if you knew. So I'm glad I was prepared. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening to The Hero of the Story, presented by The Gospel Project, a family of resources revealing how all scripture gives testimony to Jesus. Learn more at gospelproject.com.